Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. Purdue Pharma files for bankruptcy, data on HIV screening disappoint, and a report shows most U.S. hospital markets are now highly concentrated. Welcome to This Week in Managed Care. I'm Jamie Rosenberg. OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma saw bankruptcy protection Sunday night as the company offered a tentative agreement to resolve lawsuits with 24 states and more than 2,000 other jurisdictions over the company's role in the opioid epidemic. While the Sackler family agreed to give up control of Purdue Pharma, New York Attorney General Letitia James said her office had identified $1 billion in wire transfers that showed an attempt to shield assets from the settlement. So far, several attorneys general have rejected the deal because Purdue has not admitted wrongdoing and because the payment would come from future drug sales, said Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healy in the Washington Post. We have to ask ourselves, if we want real accountability for this wrongdoing, where should the money come from? Should it come from future sales of addictive and deadly drugs, as Purdue has proposed, or should it come from the Sacklers themselves? I rejected the settlement because it doesn't tell the truth about what happened. New findings suggest the number of people who get screened for HIV at least once falls far short of what CDC recommends. Using electronic health records from 40 million patients over a 20-year period, researchers reporting in the journal Curis found that the share of adult Americans who have a prior HIV test may be as low as 6.4%. That figure is far lower than survey estimates that about 42% of the public has been screened. The researchers wrote, While our estimates were significantly lower than those reported by the CDC, it should be noted that no study has yet determined whether single-item questions on national surveys of HIV screening corroborate with objective evidence of screening. The researchers acknowledged several limitations in their study. Some hospital systems do not report HIV data to the AHR or use anonymous screening, patients screening outside health systems may not be in the data, and conversion from paper charts to EHRs may have caused missing data. A new report shows that 75% of U.S. hospital markets are now highly concentrated. The Healthcare Costs Institute released its Healthy Marketplace Index, which uses inpatient hospital claims to assess competition among providers in a region. The report found nearly 75% of 112 metropolitan areas were deemed highly concentrated in 2016, compared with 67% of 75 areas in 2012 and 69% of the market studied showed an increase in concentration. Said HCCI President Niall Brennan, increasingly concentrated hospital markets have been linked to the rising cost of hospital care by nearly every expert in the field. FDA has designed AstraZeneca's Dapoglifosin, sold as Farziga, for fast-track designation to reduce the risk of cardiovascular death or worsening of heart failure in adults with reduced or preserved ejection fraction. The decision was based on two phase three trials, DAPA-HF and DELIVER. Last month, FDA granted this designation to the drug to delay the progression of renal failure and prevent cardiovascular and renal death in patients with chronic kidney disease. Amgen has posted updates on triplet therapy involving carfilzomib, sold as Cropolis, the phase three CANDOR study involving carfilzomib, dexamethasone, and daratumumab, sold as Darzalex, met its primary endpoint of progression-free survival in patients with relapsed or refractory multiple myeloma, 
with a 37% reduction in risk of progression or death. Said Amgen's Dr. David Reese, the potential to combine Kripalus with Zarzalex, two powerful targeted agents, represents an additional therapeutic approach for patients with relapsed or refractory multiple myeloma. The results from the Candor study confirmed the potential for Kripalus to be used in combination with an anti-CD38 monoclonal antibody. Finally, a study in the new issue of the American Journal of Managed Care examines the performance of United Healthcare's at-risk model involving long-stay nursing home patients. Authors led by Dr. Brian E. McCary found that compared with traditional fee-for-service institutionalized Medicare beneficiaries, patients in the models had 51% lower emergency department use, 38% fewer hospitalizations, 45 fewer readmissions, but skilled nursing facility use was 112% higher. For the full study, visit AJMC.com. For all of us at AJMC, I'm Jamie Rosenberg. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about any of the stories in this podcast, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.